hello hello again world hello again viewers on the other side is double s and zilla we're back with episode two of masterclass and i just want to give everyone a quick psa quick public service announcement we're recording the second episode before the launch of the first episode so any love any comments that show and any subscribers that um subscribe after the podcast is launched i will be shouting out in the third episode i just want to give a quick psa we're definitely going to be showing love to anyone that comments, likes, shares it, Instagram, any platform. I just want to give a PSA. We're recording this before the first episode. So in the third episode, if you're still with us, we'll be showing love to everyone that showed support. But, and another thing, I'm working on some intro music and some des- animations and designs right now. So just bear with me. A couple episodes from now, we should have it all, you know, lined up and whatnot. But thank you. Here we are to episode two. I got Zilla on the mic. Say something. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are listening, watching. Blessings. And, um, yeah, we made it to episode two. Um, today's been a. I mean, this week's been. I don't know, this week's kind of been. It was okay at the start. It felt kind of draining towards the end, to be honest. But on a much lighter note, I got to see my my zilla in real life this week so you know anytime i get to do that that's a blessing but today's episode we want to talk to more more about artistry because a lot of people don't know that zilla was actually an artist you know so for those wondering i'm a second generation artist that's it's it's in my blood it's in my dna so um without saying no more i'm gonna let zilla take the reins here and kind of explain his whole journey and this is gonna but yeah, I'm going to let him take the reins and yeah, I'm going to pop in and out. So, take it away. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of them ones eh, where as much as you said I'm an artist, I wouldn't claim the title because I never made it. If, 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 if that was, if that's the, the thing to say. And it's not like I'm doubting my ability or whichever it was. So basically, I've been in music as long as I can remember. Um, I was born in Kingston, lived in Kingston for the first five years. Then I was shipped off to St. Thomas Place, Car Spring Garden, where I went to live with my dad and stuff like that. The story that I've been told is kind of a two different version of it, but it helps to shape the person who I am today. So despite the negative connotation that comes with it, which I'll, we get into it at some other time in our different conversation. So when I went to St. Thomas, I was exposed, because in Jamaica, it's, it's like everything, athletics, um, football, music, cooking, the whole thing, whether it's you go into the river, whether you go into the beach, whatever, it's always just a one big family unit moving. So in Jamaica, you always got an athlete, you always got a DJ, as we call it, or an artist, or the local artist, the local DJ, and so forth, so forth, the local chef, the local footballer, the whole nine. Everybody always have one or two or three of that person. Yeah. In their village, it's just the normal it works. So, 
Yeah, I grew up seeing different people, people like Chaka Lincoln, Early Cat, and, you know, I get to share stage with him. Back in the days, he was a part of Hardman crew that me and Willie Ranks farm back in the days and such a light. So, yeah, in my journey coming up, it was, I've seen the energy and the vibe, and I'm thinking, yeah, I would like to be a part of this. Mm. So learning from them a lot, it was more of a... I, so for me, freestyling is when things come off the top of your dome. Whatever is in your head, you let it out at the same time. Correct. So writing music at the time wasn't the thing. It was you get thrown on the spot, and it was always this battle going on. So that's why you hone your skill, basically. It wasn't about hooks. It wasn't... It, and. It was more about flow, tone, melody. Once you got that, you can hold your own. And then you have to have the lyrics to back it up because you can dare talk all the crap as much as you want. But you have to have a sharp mind and a sharp brain. You always have to have an advantage, something that will embarrass the next person. I guess you see that in rap and all of these things, but he wasn't into no deep format where a man mom being disrespected or his sister being disrespected we never got to that level because it wasn't that deep it was all about fun yeah so yeah i started from there and then it get to the stage so when i really take this thing serious is 94 95 okay um the potential was there people were paying attention now at the time i go by boozy Boosie Banton, some people call me Banton. When I farm the group, Hardman, Hardman crew, most of the people call me Hardy. So there's a whole heap of name associated with me back then. Yeah. So 1996, I had enough of school, high school at the time. And um, I decided, you know what, music was my mission and the protocol for me. I wasn't. I was just going to school because if you stay in the village by yourself, you bored because they got two shifts. You got morning shift and afternoon shift. Yeah. So the afternoon shift people leave the village from six o'clock, six thirty in the morning to get to school for seven thirty. Okay. Okay. Day shift finish at twelve half twelve. Evening afternoon shift start at one o'clock and finish at five five thirty. Yeah. So if you're in the village and you're, not go, and you're not involved in none of them two shifts, you're one of the boldest men for the whole day because there's nobody in the village apart from you. Yeah. All of the people who you know, they've gone to school and that. So at one point, I was just going to school um, for the sake of going there because I wasn't interested. Like I said in, pre in the previous uh, episode, that... You know, the negative connotation that I had from the model, the person I was supposed to look to because I was told that I would never be anything. And that kind of stuck in the back of my mind, so I was just carrying out the motion. But music was the thing that I know I could do. I got style, I had opportunities. We were doing little shows, and then in, when you go different village and district, go go perform, we call it Ghetto Splash. So I've always been invited to these things. So, Johnny, the last Friday, of January 1996, I woke out that school gate. I never returned, because to me, it's like, yeah, I'm chasing my dreams. Yeah. So, I've got four brothers. 
Dragon, Gary, Blacks, and Owe, as you know, Owe deceased. Yeah. So, um, Blacks and Owe grew up uh, a place up, uh, well, his name's St. Thomas, it's Kingston, whichever is, 10 Mile Bull Bay, on your way from Kingston or on your way to Kingston. So there's a famous, there's a famous brother, Tony Kelly and Dave Kelly. Tony Kelly, the bigger brother, Dave Kelly, the younger brother. So Blacks and Daddy B, which is Owie, so if you hear me reference to the name Daddy B, it's just the name where we call him. Yeah. So Daddy B and, and, and Blacks um, grew up with Dave Kelly and Tony Kelly and another brother named Trevor Maitland. So Trevor Maitland is a custom broker. Dave Kelly and Tony Kelly, they're music producers. Okay, okay. So, um, um, Tony Kelly more work with big artists. That's his league. Yeah. I don't know where his table was at the time, but you know he's always done this. He always work at Shocking Vibes or Penthouse or wherever. Dave Kelly was the man who run Maddow's, Maddow's production. Okay. So, um, when Blacks, Blacks was in America at the time with Gary. Yeah. So he found out that I was involved in music and my name was getting a little ring around the thing, so. A buzz. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he told Daddy B, he said, listen, why don't you go and check Trevor and make Trevor introduce it to Dave? I said to Dave, look, his Blacks sent him and my little brother look out for him. Yeah. So we went down to Trevor's office, went in there, make the introduction. Blah. He said, well, I didn't know you have a little brother. Anyway, long story short, we sit in the office. The man asked me for do a song for him, and I did. He liked it. He said, well, boy, you really have talent for two. I'll go make this thing work. Yeah. So he found Dave. He, he get through to the secretary. So... Every time we go and make the link, is always there. In the end, he managed to speak to Dave at one point. Yeah. So, um, there was a Friday like tomorrow. There was a, a, a photo shoot and a public publicity. Public. Um, there's a thing in Jamaica at the time. It's called X News. Okay. So the, the X News was. Um, where you get all of the gossip, all of the new artists, blah, blah, blah. You get uh, in at the middle page, you will get one of the artists as the the person of the week. Their photo would be in there on a full page. So I'm right to and assume it's a, it's a magazine of some sort. It was a newspaper. It wasn't even a magazine. It was a newspaper. Okay, it okay. Was, it only come out on a Friday. All right, Friday newspaper. Got it. Yeah, so it's known as X News. Okay. So you got the Gleaner during the week, and then you got the X News on a Friday. Yeah. So the suggestion was made. So at the time, Baby Sham was making a lot of noise. All right. So, and then there was another guy called Skellion. Yeah. So Dave told Trevor, we should meet up at Gleaner Company. Mm. Where Trevor office is, is like two minutes walk from... Queen's thingy to um, up on Art Street where Gleaner Company um, building is. Okay. So I went to 
Trevor office at 8.30 because that's the time the office opened. Yeah. And we were there and he said, all right, listen, we're going to call Dave, find out when him, him them are going to glean a company and we'll just meet them up there. Mm-hmm. But at that particular time, to me, it never makes sense because I have never met Dave up until this point. I've never met Dave Kelly. Okay. I didn't met the. Um, I've never met David Sham. But you met and all I'm, their associates. I'm not, no, I've never met Skellion. Okay. So Skellion and David Sham was the two artists at the time where I get the spotlight. But David Sham was making the noise, not so much Skellion. Yeah. Because David Sham is the Skelly artist. Ah, same, same. Is what I say? Yeah. And uh, so everything that comes out at the time, Sham is on it. Yeah. So you know that um, guy that um, your mentor managed, Mr. Easy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the one of the big thing around there at the time with Bujo and Wayne Wonder and Franklin Sly and Terra Fabulous was around there and a whole heap of people. So the link was between Pentos and um, Maddox. Okay. But it, it, it sounds crazy because Shakin Vice, Pentos and Maddox they're all at the same way and Slip Road. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm not 100% sure, but if I can remember rightly, I'm sure uh, Maddox was 56 Slip Road. Okay. So it was Pentos, um, Maddox, and, and um, Shocking Vibes of, at one point. But anyway, so when I'm sitting in the office and I'm saying, this thing doesn't make sense because I've met none of these people, but I'm going to have a... I shoot so there is no backstory on me, there is no bio on me, there's nothing but I'm going to be introduced in a national newspaper as the next one of the the spotlight person. Because mm-hmm. remember, there's two and there's going to be another one. Okay. Didn't make sense. But anyway, I didn't mind what, when the, if the opportunity comes and taking it in it because that's what I walked to a school for. Yeah. That's where my thing is. Anyway, we went to... Sitting in the office all day at 10.30, Trevor Carl, phone ring. Um, quarter to 11, Trevor call again, secretary answer the phone. Yeah. Dave isn't in the office at the minute. At 12 o'clock, where we're supposed to be at Gleaner Company, Trevor call again, mm. and Dave answer the phone. And so Trevor says to him, what time are we meeting at Gleaner Company? And he says, look, we've already been, we just come back. So he says, but all you said, he said, boy, to be honest with you, I'm not working with any new artists again at this precise moment. Right. Because at the time, he's got Spraga Benz around there, him and Terra Fabulous kind of followed a little bit, and you've got Ali Cat around there. There's quite a few men who's around there who's making noise. Yeah. and all of these people. So there's a whole heap of people that out there where they've got record, they've got their buzz, sound, they've got a lot of dub plate going on, music are playing on the radio, sounds are bust, sound system are busting their tune. So, yeah, it wasn't the thing that I wanted to hear, but at the same time, I tried to understand it. So that kind of put a dump up on the thing. Okay. This is all in 96, though, though? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, um... Back in St. Thomas now, I've got a little buzz for myself because at the time, Bushman did known as Jonah Melody. 
And then when he, he start make a way for himself, because he was from a group, a crew called Top of the Line Crew. So you've got um, Juno Melody, um, Singing Blacks, Nathaniel, Kevin Romance, rest in peace, Kevin Romance, and Desiranx. But Desiranx was the DJ. This man got a big voice. It, when he talk, he don't, he don't even need a mic. Anywhere in the crowd he is, you can hear that prick. <laughs> okay, okay. So it, that was the link. So whenever they put on a, a, a show over them place, them telling them live at um, license Road. Okay. We used to, they used to invite us and we go over there and perform and stay at their place and come back the next day. Mm. And vice versa, anything I go on up at our place, them come through and we spread the love, spread the love. Yeah. So then, um, um, Juno Melody now get a break. So I start part with some man from Kingston. And then there was a guy called Michael Buckley. Okay. That Bushman sound like him. So he changed his name from Juna Melody you now to Juna Buckley. Okay. And then Juna, after Bush started getting the attention now, the whole thing switched up. And my man did a diss track for Juna Buckley. Uh. Saying, oh yeah, I sound like him and him. I use him style and very, very weird. This man come from a call himself Juna Buckley and he's not his picnic. Very wonderful story. So then... Bush Junior Buckley you now went to Studio 2000, Steely and Cleaving. Yeah. And his name changed from Junior Buckley to Bushman. Mm. And then he had the big song Rinsing Satin Head and another one called Columbia Necktie. So there goes the bus now. So I'm seeing these people all the time and them still encourage me, yo, you got the talent, blah, blah, blah. Now, when there's a virgin named Rickson. He lives in 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 England as well. So he was a, he used to work for a company in Jamaica, and he at the time he was the the person who was responsible for the electrical over the national airport, um, Kingston, Norman Manley. Okay, okay. So he used to play football back in the days for a football team called Arnett Yard. Yeah. So. The, he had a friend over there called Prendy. Prendy was the guy who keep the diary for Shocking Vibes. Okay. So at the time, Shocking Vibes was a stabler artist. Beanie Man was the main man. Then you've got Silver Cat, Tanta Metro, Devante, Little Kirk. Ali Cat was around there sometimes when he's not. Um, Maddows. Um... Snagger Post, Future Fam, in the Future Trouble at the time now, known as Future Fambo. It's quite a few men. So one Sunday morning, um, Rickson said, listen, we need to go and check print the cars. The DFK thing never works. So we are going to see if we can get you over shocking vibes. So he bring me around a Prendy, around a, um, yeah, Prendy house the morning and the man said to do a thing so we really laugh you think and he said alright you know the thing can't work so he said listen we have a show up at Santa Masina so it's too late now forget upon the thing so what we are going to do we have a we not, everywhere we go we normally have a talent mm. thing where we give people opportunity for show them talent talent show you no know, they have a stage show okay you know, okay concert okay okay yeah 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 but they call it stage show yeah stage so show. 
normally, you know, like over here where they give the open act, are you open for somebody? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you, that's not how it works. So in Jamaica, the, the, when the people are coming in at the early stage, like 7, 30, 8 o'clock, yeah. with all of the local man them who have a little bus in the in their local space, they get the opportunity for come and do a thing. Okay. So the thing was, we were supposed to do a band practice early, but I went to check Dragon the Saturday. Yeah. So when we come back, we missed the band practice. Okay. So anyway, the man said, don't worry, we have the thing set. So so the, the, the plan was every person who has a buzz in the in the thingy is going to have an opportunity for the two songs. When you come off, you call the next person on. Yeah. Yeah? Mm. So, so I'm using this example. So Zilla did his, his two songs. And it's to call S. So S, after me come off, I should call you out. So you come on and do your thing, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, so there was a guy called Blackrat. Blackrat come and did his set, shut down the place in Carl, another youth. My man come and, no, sorry, in Carl, Nesbeth. Nesbeth come and do him thing. And call the youth when I go after him, me and catch you. But me and catch you come from the same place. Okay. So... Kachi did his two songs, but he get a forward. So he did a song called Black, Black, Black. I'm proud to be black. Everything for me black, from my hat to my shoes to my shirt, black. Right? He get a forward, and he come back out, and he did the song. So when he, under that steam now, he was supposed to call me. Yeah. When, <laughs> when he come off the stage. And he didn't. So I'm backstage waiting for him to call me, and it never happened. So So the 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 compere or the announcer Yeah he took the thingy and then go and say what he must say and then it's time for the show to get started now because all of the people is on the flyer. Yeah. They gonna start coming in. Okay. So that never worked. So anyway we went back to with the backstage and he must say, Oh sorry and re 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 blah blah blah. So Brendy said, Don't worry. October, we're having a show, and you is on the bill. Okay. So I'm booked for the bill now. I've seen the flyer. It's just a pity I, after 24 years, I haven't got the bloody flyer still. But my my picture wasn't on there, but my name was on there. Okay. And it was happening at the same place up at Colonel Cove. So it was being the man and the shocking vice crew. I think Merciless was on there, as him, because he was from a different clique. And all of the looks, I was on the blah, blah, blah. So anyway, this is where it gets tricky for me now. Yeah. My sister said she's giving me a trip. She's giving me an holiday. Okay. So, okay, I, you know when people promise you think, you think, this never going to, because I asked her in August, she tell me in August, like now, like this month we're in, yeah? She said, oh, yeah, bro, I'm going to give you a trip, blah, blah, blah. You come to England for six months if you like it, whichever. All right, cool, sis. Still focusing on my thing. Yeah. Bear in mind. Yeah, so this is 1999. So all of a sudden, now my cousin come down. And she says, oh, yeah, when you're leaving, when we're leaving, when I'm leaving, you coming back with me. Okay. I said, okay. But I didn't realize even the date, bro. 
So I'm there getting ready, blah, blah, blah. We went and, and practiced with the band and that a week before, and then there was another warm-up thingy the night before, the sh- like early hours when the band tuning up. We're going to do the last warm-up, innit? Yeah. Because we didn't have a set. It was, yeah, I got to choose a rhythm, and I choose a popular rhythm where everybody work with and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to do my thing. So with the other thing from early, that was the case. But the problem was with that situation, the same night the show was happening is the same night I'm flying to the UK. So wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So the same day you're on bill to change your life forever, it's you're same, you're flying the across the ocean to land yeah, in the UK. So my slot was eight thirty. Okay. And after board the plane, the plane wheels up at R seven. Oh, so you made you made your choice from from time then. <laughs> it's clear you made your choice from time then. I I don't know the foreign situation so a bit exciting, isn't it? So for me, okay, I've always got a shot at this because I'm confident in myself to the point yeah I could do this. So it was more all right. I'm gonna do the six month comeback. I ripped this thing because now I got a visa in my passport. It's even better for me to get visas to travel because you know what I'm saying. Okay. Because if, if I traveled as an know, unknown person, unknown artist, yeah, and I have a visa, when I go to the embassy to get visa, it would be the norm because I've traveled and I've come back. I've never, you know what I'm saying, stay away. So so was it in the original plan for you to come back in six months? Yeah. Did you come back in six months? Is it? Huh? I'm still here, boy. <laughs> 24 years later. So if, so if you so what is this all still in ninety six yeah? No no we fast forward to ninety nine. So if we're in ninety nine, when is the next year you went back to Jamaica? Uh, hold on, I don't get there yet. So I came here. Uh, so the the show was happening the twenty third of October nineteen ninety nine. Okay. So my slot was at half past eight, and wheels up at um, seven seven thirty. Seven thirty. So. I, it's not like I could uh, go and do my show and get rushed to the airport because we only was like 45 minutes away. Yeah. And here Jamaica have a tendency of delaying anyway, and which it did delay because even the Holyfield and Mike Tyson, I think, was fighting that same night. So we actually watched a fight in the airport. Okay. So <laughs> the plane did delay. So if I did do my show... You would have still made it. I would have still made it to the airport. Wow. But obviously, my dad was like, yeah, and he was ready long before I was. Because mm. <laughs> I went to play football that same evening. So when everybody was getting excited, out, nobody knew that I was flying out a couple hours later because I was playing football in the freaking rain. So when I left, everybody was shot like, when did he left? Because he was just playing football with us. Yeah, and you just so, up and left the country. That's the moment. Even when I'm going to Jamaica, I don't tell nobody. This is the principle, isn't it? You leave when you leave, you return when you return. Yeah. So anyway, so I came in 1999. So 2000, I started college in um, College of North West London, September. Yeah. There was a music shop in Arsene called Body Music. Okay. And they, they've got the, the other one in Tottenham. So there was a guy working in Body Music called D. Mm-hmm. So I was going there, you know, talking about music. I met Mickey D, and at the time there was a guy who produced Juna Kelly album, 
But from an early stage, people were telling me to avoid Jetstar and Mr. Palmer. But it was just right round the corner. Okay. So. Any reason for that? Yeah, Mr. Palmer have a tendency of making money and don't pay his artists. Ah. So, I was told from the jump, avoid my man and his thing, because he started his label called Jetstar and his production. Okay. You know where Matt Vitis is? Yeah, yeah, around Housing yeah. Station. Yeah, so you see when you pass Housing Station? Yeah. And pass Matvitis Gate right at that traffic light? Yeah. So as you drive over the traffic light, as your left hand side over the traffic light, Yeah. That building there where they've got the storage place now. Okay. That's where Jetstar used to be. Oh, shit. So as you can see, it was walking distance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was a guy local of a um beat FM in ours then run by Vigo Wheels. Okay. And you've got um Street FM up at Cricklewood run by DJP. Yeah. So um he came into the shop one day and he introduced me to him and said, yo, my man is from Jamaica, he does music, Ray Ray, and he got vibes and Ray Ray Ray. So I start part with my man now. Mm. Gone to the radio station, they gave me a few and, and here blast, Ray Ray Ray, blah, blah, blah. So it become a place. When I leave college in the evening, that's where I go. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I met this guy called DJ UT. He was one of the DJ on the station. Okay. So he brought me to um, Seven Sisters. Okay. And there was a guy at the time called Demolition Man. Yeah. Known as Demo. So when I went over there, he introduced me to Demolition Man. But they were more into... The jungle thing was just popping up at the time. Okay. So them and they was into that thing. So then after that, they brought me to UK Roses, which is the... Our spin off of Black Roses in Jamaica. Okay. So I wait. I was there from about nine o'clock in the evening. I never go into the booth until two o'clock in the morning. Fucking hell. And the man says to me, "Yo, what can you do?" So anyway, throw me in the in the the thingy, and put the headphone on and put on this crazy rhythm. Mm. And I did this song. And I mean, I can't really do it now because it was a bit anti at the time. Yeah. So I did this song and he, the engineer <laughs> pulled up the rhythm and he says, yo, where the fuck you get this one from? Crazy, uh -huh. this one. So they said, listen, we need to sign you, you know. I said, oh, you need signing. I said, yeah, we need to give you a deal. So I said, what is the deal? And I said, oh, yeah, we'll give you 25,000 pounds for four albums. Okay, now that's... <laughs> That's a bad deal if I've ever heard one. <laughs> so I said, what did you say? And he said, yeah, I'll give you 25 grand for... And I said, I'll think about it. Yeah. Well, I never went back. Because uh... I was saying to myself, but at the same time, I entered a, a DJ competition. Yeah. And I went semi-final. Okay. And the night, Friday night, when I was supposed to go back to defend my thing to go to the final... I, um, me and my sister had an argument. So I storm out the house. Your mum met me in Monks Park, in the park. Uh -huh. 
And while I should be in the thingy, I'm now deciding my fate. I'm going back to Jamaica. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stick your pin. Stick, stick, stick a pin. Stick a pin. So, just going to rewind back a little. You, you, you left Jamaica in the first place to come here to... Um, but you avoided the show that you were built on to get here in the first place. We've gone over that. And now, it's almost like everything's in reverse. You've got the show in in London or in the UK and now you're going back to Yard it was more of because here's the thing I've been on my own from my seven years old right yeah so I've always in control of everything that I do mm. then all of a sudden now everything I do I have to explain it to somebody and oh. I'm saying to my sister that I've got a, a DJ competition yeah. obviously she's in the church you don't understand what the hell I'm talking about uh and then she started making a fuss about it. Oh, yeah, you never told me that you was a DJ. Obviously, you know my life when you come to Jamaica. I was the guy in my village. Mm. Everybody talks to me, talk about me. So how now all of a sudden you pretending like you don't know what I do? Mm. So I stand out because, brother, if I win this thing, I've got a single deal. I've already wrote the song. But you left. Well, left what? You left the competition, you didn't go. I stand out the house because there's a thing where I'm not allowed to go. I'm a grown man, boy. So where, where does the story go from here? Carry on. You, you're a mama in the park and you're deciding your fate. I'm deciding that I'm going back to Jamaica. So I said to, my, to your mom, in the morning, can she um, sort out a ticket for me so I can hop on this plane? Okay. Then she give me some sub story the next day. Oh, ticket are too expensive, blah, 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 blah. Not knowing that she planned that I was never going to go anyway. So there's two people decided my fate for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what's happening with the competition, though. That's, that's where we're... The competition we're... is new because I never turn up to defend my semifinal. But where was it, though? Where was it, though? It was over seven sister. Oh, see, well, that's not far, though. You could have made that. Well, at the time, because I don't remember. I'm only in the UK for a little bit. Our people normally take me there, but I don't know how to jump Ah, 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 makes sense, makes sense. That makes more sense. And I was supposed to meet up with Yuti for him to take me there. So what did he not turn up either? No, I call him, tell him I'm not going. Fucking hell. I'm oh. in my emotions, innit? Ah, so what? Were you really on the plane the next day for true? Oh, so, 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 you left Yard 99, what year did you go back to Jamaica after that, the first time well, after that? Well, I know when I get there yet, bro. <laughs> there's, there's more story to come. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take it away. So, after that mm, crazy conundrum, then, and DJ play a flex tight, you know, um, there's a sound from Luton called Ice Society. Okay. So, I says, I'm always at the radio station. So, when they come to the set, I'm always there. Yeah. So, there was a dance. Um, Elephant Man had a song called You Slacker You. DJP made two dance, and he called it You Slacker You, and he called it You Slacker You too. So, the title of the dance was called You Slacker You. So, we went to, um, we went to the first dance. Yeah. 
and it was in Kensal Rise School at the time they were using that as a place for where you go and do your thing. Yeah. Where you go and party. Me and mom went to that one day. Then the next one now we actually gonna do the jingle for the for the for the advert. Okay. So um the two guys from 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 I Society mm-hmm. They said they, because they was a part of the, the, the promotion. So they said, listen, we're going to go and do the thingy, because they've got a studio that they've got access to. Yeah. So we're going to meet up in Luton. So anyway, we went up to Luton. They took us there. I did the jingle. Then the man them said, yo, do me two dub plates. So I did them two dub plates. Yeah. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait. What is a dub plate, do you tell? So a dub plate is when you make a song about the sound. So their name get called, you big up the person. She's, they're the only person who played that song. Okay, 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 okay. I understand now. Yeah, yeah, dub plate. Yeah. So we did the two dub plate. So um, the guy called Greg, he owns the studio and he's also the engineer and he made beats. Okay. So my man said, listen, I've got a rhythm I'm making. I need you to try it out for me. Yeah. So he played the rhythm and put on the headphone. I said to him, I just need 30 seconds. He says, for what? I said, I just want to know if the beat continue or where the bunks come in or whichever. Yeah. So I listened to it, realized, okay, it's not going to change. Because dance hall rhythm always have, even though it got the, the tempo, there's always a change in between where it gives you a break. Yeah. For you to come in with the hook and then the tempo start again. Okay. So, it's I'm listening for it, but this rhythm, I've never heard nothing like it before. But because that's the way I was brought up, I'm always thrown in the deep end. So I shut down the rhythm, and he said, listen, wow. He said, he said to DJP, yo, where you get that one you're from? Said, yo, I'm a little virgin from Jamaica. Man said, yo, the only person ever come in on my studio, come do a one take, is being the man. Isn't that ironic, though? What? Because you were just in the yard with the people that were with Beanie Man. <laughs> so it's like this whole plot is just chasing you and you're not catching the, you're not understanding it. Up until this point, I can't run away from music, son. So what? So are we still in the year 2000 or we moved forward a little bit? Uh, we're in 2000, going into 2001. All right, carry on then. So we're doing this thing and the man said, all right. I'm going to do some work with you because I realize you got skills and you haven't signed your fresh, your raw, very, and we, we can make this thing work. Yeah. Said, you serious? I said, why would I be serious? Remember, I traveled all the way from London come to Luton if I wasn't serious. Yeah, it's true. So anyway, the man, so when we did the dub plate for um, I-Society, yeah. the man gave DJP a Ford Fiesta, one of the sports model, bro. He says to DJP, anywhere this guy want to go, make sure you take him, including bringing him to the studio for the session on Friday, which would be tomorrow, right? So you have a chauffeur, technically speaking? Basically. Rotted. So, my, uh, Gary was in, in America at the time. Yeah. He's got a friend called Crazy Head from a sound system over here called Aquarius. Okay. So... Crazy Head was in America at the time. Yeah. So he, G went shopping for me and he sent me a whole heap of stuff. Yeah. So 
the Friday, arranged um, head. We went to Clapham Junction, collect the stuff. So I've got fresh gums, everything ready, ready. So we drove, come back. While we were coming, my, my mom was speeding, have a little head on collision where everybody was all right, blah, blah, blah. Then short detail, we went over merry way. Yeah. So we went to Cricklewood, we went up to Scandal, get some food, chilling out. We been, we need to be in Luton for 7 o'clock, son. They were working on the M1 at the time. And, and a fr- Friday evening anyways, gridlock coming out of London to go on the M1. Yeah, of course, of course. So I said to the brother, yo, what time are we moving? He said 5.30. Fuck, that's cutting it short, though. It's cutting it way so, too close. 4.30, I'm saying, brother, it's getting dark. We need to make a move. Uh. I said, wait for somebody. 5 o'clock, I said, bro, we need to make a move. He wait for somebody. 6 o'clock, I said, brother, we need to go. Yeah, man, we soon come, let's, man. What you say? All right, cool. 6.30, turn up now. Oh, God, I know where this, I know where this story is going. My Shit. man saying he hasn't got no petrol in the car. I said, bullshit, because I put petrol in the car. That's what we've been driving pan all day. Uh. I full the tank. So, the natural thing to me to do is to call Greg. Uh. So I phoned my man at quarter to seven. Oh, shit. My man says, because the plan was when we get to junction 11 or junction 9, whatever it was, or junction 10. Yeah. To call him and he would direct us from there. Okay. Because we, uh, it was the high society man who brought us there. Okay. So we, we are drive up from London and straight way up on the motorway. Once he come off at the junction, he'll direct you to his yard. Yeah. So me, I call the man now, for, so he said to me, say, yo, DJ, you reach junction 10? And I said, no, and man said, joke, yeah, mate, man, and he hung up in phone. Fuck. So that's when that music went south for me, son. Fuck. Because after that, I, okay, cool. I had two chances and three chances. I had the one with... UK Roses, I walk away from that one. I had the competition to win a single deal and I didn't go because I was too emotional about it. And then this one, somebody smacked that under my foot. So, um, to all the, the f- question that you asked, you know, about when, that, what time did I went back to Jamaica? Yeah, because you said six months, that's what you told me. Yeah, but I've never, like I've been saying from the beginning, if you're listening, I still haven't been back to Jamaica. So I'm going to get to that part now. So I joined the army 2002. Yeah. I went into training August 2002. Yeah. Kimani was born 2002. Yeah. December. So I literally get dragged off the drill square for come to the birth. When I turn up, she was two, two hours in. She'd born two hours earlier. Yeah. So then when we went to... I then finished training February 2003, start training, then I went to Iraq 2004, um, come back, went to Buckingham Palace um, the 27th of April 2005, then, no lie, we went to Germany, now you were born 2000, September 2004, because I came back from Iraq for your birth, and you were supposed to be born on the 7th, you ended up born seven days later. Yeah. Then, so I never go back out in Iraq because I only had like four or five.
five weeks and they said to me it never makes sense if you only got that short space of time to go and then come back because yeah. bear in mind your wife just had a young baby yeah so you get christened um 2000 uh, january 2005 okay and then we went to germany february 2005 yeah so my next movement the first time i've traveled after that i came back to england I went to Buckingham Palace the 27th of April 2005. Uh. Then the following year later, yeah, we went back to Iraq. So when I come back from Jamaica, my first time, sorry, when I come back from Iraq, my first time going to Jamaica was 2006. He was two years old. Um, Kima, it was me, you, Kimani, and mom and Shireen, because Michael chose to go Disney, Disneyland Paris instead of going to Jamaica. Yeah. So, quick so, question, quick question. When you came back in 2006, did anybody ask about what happened that night Um, back in 99, when you just up and disappeared? No, if you look at the time difference, what, five, six years in? Seven. Seven? Yeah. Yeah, so seven years later, it was more of uh, everybody happy to see me, because remember, Within that time, life changes. Yeah, true, true. I came back with a family, I went to two wars, so it was more of a different focus, like, right, and everybody happy to see me, because bear in mind, I went to the first war they hear about it, everybody starting at in panic mode, which is naturally what family does, or friend does. Mm. Then the second time I went, then come back, and it's like, okay, so we have a war, a war veteran walking around, blah, 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 these are people that I grew up with. Yeah. So... Naturally, as soon as I go back, then there's like the alarm bell go, ding, 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 ding. So the the first time you I've ever took you to a studio, you yeah. wouldn't remember this, you were two years old. I took your mom, you, Shireen, and Kimani to the studio. That's I did mad. a whole, I think I did like seven or eight songs the same day. Yeah. And we had the CD we were playing in the car and the thingy. And then, yeah, so... In a synopsis, that's <laughs> my music career, and over the period of time, I walked away from it. Then 2000, so every time I go to Jamaica, I normally double go to studio, record a few songs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I did, did the same thing 2007 when I took Shante home. She was only three months old or something at the time. Okay. I went to the studio, did the same thing. So... It was every time I go home, there's always this rekindle, the fire is like, okay, so I'm back in the birthplace of this thing, I'm guess I'm gearing to go. Yeah. So, yeah, it was always there, and then I made a U-turn when I go back into the music. So at the time, my brother Nwani, he had a production called Gerzang Music Production. Okay. And he was working with, Taji was his main artist at the time. Yeah. So he, he when he put when he have a rhythm he'll get a few people in there. Um different people from thingy, you have RDX and there, you have um, Nesbeth and there, you've got Taji obviously, you've got um a youth from about a place called Time Bomb and quite a few. So at the time when I did reach out he reached out to me and he said he needed strength. So I said, What do you mean? He said, Boy, he need help with this thing because the thing not really work and he must put too much money in there and can't get any benefit. So I'm saying you're approaching it from the wrong way because you're throwing money at the thing 
when you need to strategize and deal with it as a business instead of, uh, I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway, so I start working with him, working with him, working with him, realize the way they approach things, it's crazy. Okay, the trend in Jamaica is to do road, right? So yeah. do road mean you're out all the time, you have, you have CDs hitting up at the DJ control for him to... Um, play the song Ray 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 so basically to bust the songs in the street right yeah but that format is crazy because you still have to throw money behind it yeah and the radio this Jackie they want you to put a hell of money behind it for them to play on their show as well Raw. so I'm saying if every time you put out a song you have to put $250,000 behind it what's the point you're never you're never gonna see no profit because all you Jesus grease in the machine yeah so that's when um, when he interviewed. So Tad Taji, Christina Grand is Taji's virgin. Okay. So that's how I when he interviewed because um, Taji introduced Christina to Wani and Wani introduced me to Christina. That's how that link made. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So then when Christina understand that um more from a business standpoint yeah she says she's if i'm interested she teach me the inside workings of the industry yeah so that's how i learned the business because i did a scholarship with her okay okay so she taught me the business from from that aspect so hence why i end up having street people entertainment so so then that's how i get involved with the jamali project because uh, I'm I'm now an executive producer. Makes sense, makes sense. So we're coming full circle now. <laughs> yeah. So when the whole thing supposed to happen and come full circle, yeah, I now end up in this situation. So I got two two questions to ask you before yes, we sir. wrap things up. We're currently at fifty minutes running time right now. Um. First question is. If I go back to yard, when I go back to yard, is there any CDs run lying around with your, any unreleased songs on it? Is there any chance? Anyway, uh, the in the house in where you at now, there should be stuff that I did um, eight years ago on ten years ago. Okay, but in Jamaica, it would be more on cassette tape. Okay, as long as as long as it's accessible. So. When you go, fool is the man who are going to make sure that happens because Trimble would be the person who to have all of that stuff because he was the guy who was responsible for guiding my, me mastering my craft and, you know what I'm saying, make sure that I was on point and I don't miss no point, I'm sitting on the beat properly and all of that stuff. So there should be stuff lying around there. I don't know if there would be video footage because back in the days it was not easy to, to video stuff like it is now. So... I know there would be recordings, but yeah. not, um, not videos. Okay, and my, my last question to you here today, after you um, spent this hour just explaining um, your journey through music from, you know, the late 90s till, you know, today. Um, when you come home, can we expect a mixtape? Obviously, I mean, I've got a whole catalogue of stuff like... Oh, I would say I've got like four or five albums. And I mean, if I'm talking serious stuff, I'm talking probably about 
15 to 18 songs on each. Oh, whoa. So I, I'll give you an example. Yeah. So I've got this song that, it wasn't the first song that I written when I get, when I was, when the whole thing happened. Yeah. But it was the first song that I finished. I wrote that song with the tears rolling in my eyes and I had enough of it. And this is my expression, and this is the way I was getting my point out and lashing out. Yeah. So it, it goes, Die, I'd rather die than be a coward. And if I so give me the wreath and the flowers, cause me not a load, none of me friend them, no matter who the fire at, you know me not been. Die, I'd rather die than be a coward. And if I so give me the wreath and the flowers, Cause me nah sell out, none of me friend them No matter how the fire at me nah been In life, sometimes you lose, you know how more time you win But nobody can bribe me with no plea bargain Friendship me say me nothing of the loyalty thing To the end, a that man say from the beginning Zilla, now look for fear, mama now look for props Be careful of the one, them we just super cheap But them a wolf and fox Present themselves for carry food in a box Them intention of a poison you right here on the spot Then them sit down in a corner a laugh And chat them pray for you don't fall I'm glad to see your flop. Me think you did a me friend and you really got me back. But by your actions, I can't tell that's not the fuck. The question me asks about a friendship that die, I'd rather die than be a coward. And if I so give me the wreath and the flowers, cause me not sell out none of my friend them. No matter how the fire at me not been. Die, I'd rather die than be a coward. And if I so give me the wreath and the flowers, Cause me nah salute, none of me friendly, no matter who the fire at, you know me nah been. And then you've got the second verse and the third verse, I'm back to the hook and... So yeah. Raw, raw. So, um... To everyone listening, right now, listening, um, I hope all of you now have a deeper understanding and connection with Mazzola. Uh, we've 55 minutes running time. I definitely think for those that you know, joined on the first episode and didn't really understand. Now you guys understand the basis. But I want to thank everyone for um being on this journey with us. Episode two, Double S and Zilla, the masterclass. And um I want to thank Zilla for giving us an hour of his time to, you know, share and open up about his life and um just give us a deeper insight. So to everyone listening right now, make sure you like, subscribe, make sure you're following. We're posting this every Friday. Like I said, the first episode hasn't even dropped yet, but we're stacking up this content for you lot. The first episode is dropping on Friday, the 25th of August, tomorrow at 4.45. So, trust, you best believe tomorrow, 5 o'clock, we're lit. You feel me? Everyone, I want to see everyone screenshot and reposting all of the above. But, like I said, I thank you lot so much for the love. And um, that's going to be a wrap for this episode right here. Just and one, more, one more thing before we finish this thing. Yeah. Everyone that uh watching, listening, wherever you are, we're going to start a Q&A. So you can ask, email in your questions, if anything that you want to know. And then I'll do my entire most best to answer it for you. That's perfect. Everyone listening right now, leave a comment, leave a question in the comments and we'll answer it in the next episode. How about that? Blessings. Blessings. We love you lot and we'll see you lot next week. Peace. Peace.